What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, thank you for everyone who's tuning into this episode. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm just going to take this time to go ahead and thank some of our supporters, Exxon Lures, that make some badass plastics. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they got a crazy team. I think uh, Derek Brundle just got on. A few of the big boat pros. I mean, it's 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 going to be a good season for Exxon Lures. So uh, make sure you check them, check some of the plastics out. Uh, capital D, Capital W, 15. Get yourself a discount. Uh, Rogue Fishing Company. Uh, absolutely love these guys. They've been great to me. Uh, but their whole purpose in life is to make sure you don't lose your shit on the water. So make sure you check them out. They got lanyards and, and straps for your paddles, your phone, your cameras. And they got some new shit coming out as well. And they got some dope-ass apparel as too. So uh, make sure you check them out. Use uh, discount code DARKWATERS, lowercase. Maybe uppercase, but definitely lowercase. Uh, and get yourself a discount on some shit that will help you not lose your shit. Um Oh, let's see. Uh, Bending branches still with those guys. Uh, no discount code as right now, but I, they gave they showed me some love, so I gotta show them some love back. So make sure you check ben, Bending branches, especially if you need a paddle, because that's what they do best, right? So, uh, uh, Slay Nation. Uh, I'm a member. I am a tournament director for the kayak series. I'm a big fan of this, you know, of this organization. Uh, we make trail series for for you and your area. Uh, they're for the beginning angler all the way to you know, whatever, the most elite, but, uh, they got a kayak series now, which I helped start and we'll take some credit for that. But, uh, but yeah, we're uh, doing some great things. We're in almost every single state. Uh, we're looking at doing it. We're trying to do a Northeast, uh, regional championship, but, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, New York, I'm not been upstate New York and we got our trail. It's good to go. Uh, we're starting to put the, uh, the dates on, uh, the events on attorney uh, X and people are already signing up. So, Check them out. Maybe they got something near you. If not, let us know. Maybe we can figure out how to get something close to you. But uh, definitely check out Slay Nation. Uh, tell them I sent you. Um, that's it. Uh, we'll jump right into this. Uh, my next guest is Ben Adrian. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm pretty sure. But uh, awesome guy. He's been in the uh, the community for a very long time. Uh, but he recently just developed a cool little lure called the uh, Cat 3. Uh, a Cat 3 Tackle. I'm not going to try to explain it because he does it in this episode, uh, but it's cool. I'm looking forward to trying. I got some ideas for it. I got, I got some on the way, but uh, man, awesome conversation. Uh, looking forward to see him become successful with this. It's, it's awesome to see people creating, putting things out there for, for people to use. Um, so we're going to do my best to support him and to promote it. So uh, check him out. Uh, ben Adrian, uh, Cat 3 um, Tackle, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Good luck to everyone traveling to Florida. Uh, have fun. Let me know you got how you guys did. I'll try to get some more of you guys on the show here pretty soon, but uh, I'm not going to bother you. I know you guys are getting down there and you're going to start pre-fishing and uh, try to figure shit out to either get in the 10, to win at the 10, or uh, whatever. But uh, anyways, I'm done rambling. Hope you guys have a great week, weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao. What's up, Ben? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks. Well, good, man. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, talk about some new product or a new product. Uh, get to know you. Uh, you're, you're a fellow kayak angler. Um, but uh, 
before we get into it, I got I got to have you introduce yourself real quick. Just kind of who you are, you know, what you've done in life, what you're doing, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, my name's Ben Adrian. Um, the biggest thing is I'm active duty Coast Guard, going on nine years right now. Uh, my biggest hobby, obviously, is fishing. I grew up fishing with my dad. Um, got into kayak fishing about ten years ago, and that's been a pretty big passion of mine lately. Uh, I'm in Texas right now, stationed in Houston. I've been here for two years, getting ready to transfer next summer. But yeah, Texas has been awesome. I've been down here seven years total, five in Corpus, two here. Um, okay. big, big fish capital, loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't complain. Um, where are you? Where were you before you were in Texas? Have you like where'd you grow up at? Okay, so I was born in Georgia, but grew up in Tennessee, East Tennessee. So I did a lot of fishing up there. That's where I kind of learned how to fish. And then I joined the Coast Guard back in 2012. Got stationed in Tampa for a year. Nice. Um, and after Tampa, I went to Corpus, and now I'm here. So Tennessee is kind of home for me. Oh, nice, nice. Now, uh, how how did you end up in a kayak? And, and 10 years ago, I didn't know people were really doing that 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was 2009. Um, like I said, I grew up fishing with my dad. He had a boat. He moved back to Georgia while I was in college. And when he moved to Georgia, I had no money. So I was like, well, what can I do to get on the water? And the first thing I Googled was was fishing in a kayak for some reason. And uh, Chad Hoover popped up. Um, Chad had just got on the scene with his kayakbassfishing.com. I saw him and I saw Jim Sammons. And when I saw the picture of Jim Sammons catching a marlin out of a kayak, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to kayak fit. And that got me started in kayak fishing right there. Um, it was kind of a perfect storm. So being a college kid with no money and wanting to fish, it worked, it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, um, did, did you do any? Have you done any tournaments? Have you, any of that, are you like a tournament angler or are you just recreational? I, I know it can be kind of difficult when you're in the military because yep. you can't really ever commit to anything. Because you know, I, I did you know 13 years in, and you know, having a hobby was was a was a cute idea, not necessarily something you could actually like put in. You know, really, really, uh, you know, pour yourself into. Yeah, I I love tournament fishing. It's probably my absolute favorite thing to do. Um, and that gap between college and the military, I actually took a year and a half, almost two years, and did nothing but tournaments. I traveled all over the southeast, fished every tournament I could find. There wasn't very many at the time. It was the Georgia Kayak Fishing Trail and River Bassing were the two big ones, plus Chad's online series. Um, I've probably fished over the 10 years. Like you said, it's difficult with my with my job and family. It's pretty difficult to do a lot of them. I've probably fished 40 to 50 tournaments. Okay. Um, I generally focus on qualifying for one big one. So the national championship for KBF has been my big one that I've worked on every year. Okay. And you've had a few repeats there. You've gone a few times. Yeah. I've been to the national championship, I think four times. Um, my favorite one was the one on Caddo Lake. I absolutely love that one. Not cool. Cool. Well, shit, man, you know, like the, you, you could kind of tell us a history about uh, kayak bass fishing then, huh? They're in the yeah. early days. I mean, yeah, I've I've known Chad since day one, since there was about 25 guys on his online forum, which no one uses forums anymore. It's all through Facebook groups and stuff like that. So I've kind of seen the whole progression of it. And I've been a part of a lot of it, which has been pretty cool. I've helped design kayaks. Um, I've worked with multiple different companies. I've had a good time. Um, unlike a lot of guys, I haven't got to put a lot of time into it like I'd like to, but right. I've, I've got my fair share. Nice, nice. Well, shit, I want a little, a little more about your fishing here. So, like, what, 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 what teams have you been on? What kayaks have you used? Uh, you know, like, shit. Two thousand twelve. What were you got? What were you using? Or two thousand nine? What were you using back then? 
So I, my first kayak was a wilderness system, Tarpon. And to this day, it's been one of my all-time favorite kayaks. Um, but from there, I went to Jackson after I, I won a river bassin tournament and uh, got invited to Jackson, fished with Jackson for a couple of years. And then when I joined the Coast Guard, I kind of just drew back from all my attachments with, with fishing. I was like, I don't want to be committed to anybody. So I pulled back. Um, and then the last three years, I've worked with Vibe Kayaks a little bit. So something that I do that is pretty unique that I don't think a lot of people do is I like the stand-up paddleboard style. Okay. So when they came out with their Maverick, I was like, that's the boat I want. That fit, that picks, that picks that kayak fits every need that I have. Um, I like the open deck concept. I like the ability to make it what I want it to be, and that's what I've done with the Maverick. Um, I worked with them for a couple of years. I have no attachment to them now. Um, I still fish off my Maverick, though. It's, it's renamed to Cabrera now, but that's the kayak I prefer, and I don't foresee myself changing from that. Okay, cool. So you're not, you're not like a pedal guy or a motor guy or anything like that? I do have a motor. Uh, that's why the Maverick is or the Cabrera is so unique for me because I don't like the motor on the back. I like the motor on the front and I actually use a hand steer motor and I stand and I steer it while I stand. Oh, yeah. I got to, you know what? I have seen you do it. I was looking at some of your pictures. Like, it makes sense now what you were on. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, that's cool. Well, shit. Uh, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because uh, you hit me up one time asking about a lure. And then my friend Frankie said I need to talk to you. He said you've been in the you know, sport for a little bit. And uh, these uh, this, now if I butcher it, I don't have one yet, so I'm allowed to butcher it. But it's, it's yeah, Cat 3, right? It's, a, it's yeah. Cat 3. Um, it's, it's an interesting little lure or whatever you want to call it. Like it's uh, – I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a lure or an accessory or what, but it's uh, it, it's uh, it kind of reminds me of something like, a, like an A-rig type of thing, but just like smaller and easier to manage. But the same concept of why you use an, an A-rig. But uh, I guess I'll let you talk about this, this uh, Cat 3 thing that, you, uh, that you're uh, putting out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cat 3 – was a, a product of necessity for me. So I fish a lot of really shallow grass lakes where you can't throw an Alabama rig or something like that. So I was like, how can I make a lure that mimics an Alabama rig, but I could fish it in any condition I want. And so that's where the cat three kind of came up. And I was sitting there in bed one night and I was like, how in the world can I fix this solution? It's like, I want to, I want to add blades to a chatterbait. I want to add blades to a swim jig or a swim bait or something like that. And I was like, well, what if I just have a little plastic piece that slides on the line with arms? Okay, I could do that. I can make that. But it's funny. Uh, I think I actually have it here. It's pretty funny because I've seen this toy my kids got in the Happy Mill like, two weeks prior to me having this idea. And it was this right here. It's the helicopter piece off of a toy. Like you pull the string and it flies off. Right. And I wasn't planning on having a prop on there. So our, our Cat 3 blades, the unique part is it's a prop. So it actually turns, the whole, the whole assembly turns in the water. Um, and that was just kind of a happy accident when I, when I cut this up and use this for the three arms. It had that prop on there. And when I put that in the water and saw it, the whole thing turning, I was like, that's what I want. That's perfect right there. So and, I, I was always curious about like how this starts, like when – because everyone says, oh, I make lures, I make this, and I make rods. It's like, nah, you don't really. Uh, what you do is you get these things from other people, like, you know, like people who make jigs. It's like, oh, the jig's pretty much already made. You, you put a skirt on it, you paint it the way you want, or you know, the same thing with, like, uh, you know, crankbait or whatever. It's just like no one actually sits and, like, makes their own thing, I don't believe. Uh, and I, could be, and I know some people do, but I'm saying a lot of people don't. 
And uh, but I mean, you're, you're sitting out there just making things, you're making prototypes, uh, and you're trying to just like, what is that like? like I mean, like, where do you find the pieces? Uh, you know, like how many different things did you do to really kind of figure out what you wanted? I mean, I, mean, I know you just said that you found that that awesome McDonald's piece, but just like the whole, I guess, taking an idea and like putting it into fruition, you know, fruition or whatever. Uh, I want to I want to know about that because I don't talk to a lot of people who actually invent a new lure or even yeah. like a new style lure. I mean, like this is this is pretty unique. I hadn't really seen it too much. Like they like said, it reminded me of the A rig, and then you told me it was kind of that's why you wanted you wanted an A rig that you could go shallow right. in, in the grass, and so just kind of talk about a little bit like that. Well, like one of the requirements I gave myself was I wanted something that could be fished with any lure, and so I knew the line through was going to be key. So it's got a little hole in it that you, you slide it on the line and you fish it. I call it a bladed teaser is what I call it. Um, I have a lot of saltwater experience and you use a lot of uh, teasers in saltwater. You slide like a duster rig or something like that on your line in front of a bait. So I knew I wanted to incorporate that piece right there to be able to slide it on any kind of line I wanted. Um, and I knew it had three arms. But when I found this piece, I was originally thinking – Maybe I could put blades all around this. And so I went and just bought some cheap Z-Man blades and uh, I cut them off and I just drilled holes in this piece right here. You can actually see where the holes were, where I had blades on this at one time. Right. And I put that together as my first prototype. And this right here, no other modifications other than adding blades to it and drilling a hole in the middle was the first prototype. And believe it or not, I caught a fish within the very first five minutes of using this one. Okay. Um, and it was actually, it was a nine pounder I caught and it was first five minutes, like 10 casts into my day. And I was like, okay, I've got something here. Like this is going to be what I hoped it would be. Right. And so far it's produced. Um, I haven't got to actually test it as much as I'd personally like to, but I think it's, it's going to work. Well, how long has it, how long has it been an idea? How long was it an idea before you actually, you know, did so it? So I made this prototype. It was only an idea for about 24 hours. I went out and got everything I needed to make it the next day after I had the idea that night. So I got a prototype put together. This was early last March because it was, I knew I was crunched because I wanted to hit that pre-spawn time here in Texas, um, get it before they went to bed. And sure enough, I got about a weekend with it before they went to bed and really got to test it there. Um, so I had this prototype within 24 hours, like I said, and then I had the next prototype, which was a 3d printed prototype. Of what i wanted it would take about two months to get that stage okay i had some tweaks to that one now so. do, you, do, you, do you have to like when you're making like a lure like this and and, and you want to put it whatever and start making make it turn it into a market or whatever do you have to like work with like another like you know bigger company to get it like off and going you know what i mean like uh it just seems like every every smaller company is usually attached to like a bigger one that's how uh, they usually end up getting product and and all the different things that you need to uh, to make lures. No, absolutely not. I have zero attachment to anybody. Um, the only thing I can say with a bigger company that I had involvement was was I, I reached out to a, a swim bait company uh, and talked to the owner a little bit just to see what his thoughts were on it. Um, it's a guy I knew. It was Tim Evans with Scottsboro Tackle in Alabama, and uh, I reached out to him, and he actually he was like, I don't know what you're going to do with it but here's how I would make it better. And he gave me some tips. He was like, Hey, make this modification and see how that works. And he actually helped a lot. Um, he was a big part in getting, getting rid of this ring. So I wasn't sure how I was going to get rid of that ring and he helped right. me get rid of the ring and make it a much smaller profile. Um, but no, no big companies really involved other than that. Um, I've actually reached out to a couple companies 
And honestly, they didn't really seem like they had much interest in it. Um, they didn't think it would work or whatever. I don't know, but they kind of shut me down pretty quick. Yeah. Well, what does it look like? I mean, when you're uh, when we were testing it out, like what are some of the things? Because I mean, you want to see it, right? They don't want to just go out there and fish it. You want to see yep. what's going on, like how the fish are reacting to it or how it comes through grass. I mean, I mean, like I mean, honestly, fishing. I mean, back in the day, we used to take straws and put them on uh, treble hooks, and that's how we go out there and catch like uh, Spanish mackerels and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. we, we know, like, yeah, we know, like anything can catch fish as long as it's whatever, like putting it in their face. But, but I mean, like when you're making lures, like you, you want to study it, you want to see what it's doing, until so you can go back and to the drawing board if you need to change things or you know put a check says okay, well, it does this, it does that. Uh, you know, what was that like? Like, how did you did you do you, like underwater footage? Did you? Uh, videotape fish hitting it or anything like that yeah i've got quite a bit of underwater footage we i'm fortunate right down the road i have a, a lake that's a deep quarry lake and it's got super clear water so i go out there to film and mess around with it and then lots of time in the bathtub i, I played with it <laughs> uh filling it up and sitting there with a fishing rod going around and around done that a lot um but no a, a lot of this has been i mean you can see this hasn't changed much from the original right. idea it's just the prop out of the inside pretty much. And there's a couple of little things to it that make it better. Um, like one thing I have, you can't see it there in the picture, but it's got a concave bottom, which is made to sit on a bead. So the bead sits right there. Okay. And what that does is it acts like a bearing. So when you put this on that bead, it'll spin a lot smoother and more efficiently on that bead versus just pegged or whatever. Um, that's really the biggest modification I've made to it um, is that little concave bottom. But there's a lot of happy accidents with this. One. So okay. when I put this in the water and you look at it, like, oh, is this going to work and all that stuff? Like I was like, is it going to go through grass? Is it going to go over rocks? Is it going to go over uh, branches? And it does all that great because it's free flowing on the line and it literally just will fold over on its side. So it'll just go across like that and then get back straight and keep going. Oh, cool. Um, so there's been a lot of happy accidents with it. It's really not had many obstacles, I guess is the word. Um, nothing really slowed me down too much. Yeah, well, it seems like, a, like it's it's crazy. It seems like a simple like setup. Like there doesn't seem like anything really complicated about it. And like I don't know why it hasn't really been thought of before. Because it, it, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that makes it makes sense. Like, I understand why someone would want to use that and yeah. you know, where it would be good for, like especially during like the uh, the pre spawn. Or you know, whenever those bait fish are moving, it was like, man, it's, it's kind of a really good idea. I, I, like, what has been like your favorite thing to try it on? Because right now, like when I look at, it, I'm like, I want to put that on a shatter bait. Like, you know, shatter bait is the first one. Um, the nine pounder I caught last year was on a chatter bait. It was on that fire crawl chatter bait that was so hot last spring. Um, I paired that up with one of these cat threes. Uh, I didn't get any of that on video because I at that time I wasn't even showing anybody this lure. Yeah, I was out there just testing it. Um, but this year, my plan is to throw it on big swim baits. Big so swim bait. mag drafts, bull shads, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, this is my last year in Texas, so I'm trying to – I'm swinging for the fences for a big one. Right, right. Try, try, try to get some of those monsters before you yeah. come back to the regular world with the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, so what's the uh, – like, um, so what's the actual setup? Because it, it looks like it's – you got your, your lure. There's a line. It goes up to the uh, – whatever to the, the actual uh the cat three like the blades and everything is it is, it, is that stopped by like a barrier to keep it from coming back down on the uh, the lure is there like a i don't know like a swivel or something that you're putting there like, yeah, like, a, like, a, have, like a 
I have a way that I prefer to rig it. But the thing about this is you can rig it however you want. If you wanted to literally just slide it down on top of a swim bait, you can. Ah, um, yeah. So anything like that, anything the blades wouldn't hit, you could just sit it right on top of the bait. I personally like it about three to five inches above my bait. So this is the setup I was using the other day. So I've got a baby bull chad, three, I'd say three to four inches of leader right there. And then I have a swivel. Okay. And the swivel serves a purpose, not just to keep your line from twisting because the cat three really doesn't create line twist. It, it free spins around the line. So it doesn't twist your line. Um, but after the swivel, I've got my bead. See my bead right there. That's mm -hmm. the cat three sits right on top of that. And then I have a bobber stop. So okay. the point of the swivel for me is when that cat three hits a stump or a rock and catches, if you have just a bobber stop there, your cat three will slide all the way down to your lure. It'll push it down. And, you'll, and all you got to do is reset it. Right. But by putting that swivel on there, I don't have to ever worry about that. The second thing is the bobber stop at the top. That right there is simply because the Cat 3 is so light that if you're casting a big bait, it'll cast away from your Cat 3 if you don't peg it. So when gotcha. you cast, the Cat 3 will stay close to you and your lure won't go very far. They'll separate, if that makes sense. So putting that bobber stop on there, allows that cat three to travel in the air with your bait and it casts incredibly well. It's not like throwing an Alabama rig at all. Right. It's like when I throw a chatter bait with it, it's like I'm throwing my chatter bait. Like I, it doesn't feel like there's anything extra on there. Okay. So are you going to, because this is kind of new and different, um, are you put stuff out there to kind of explain like the different ways you can use this and like how to use the pegs and how to, uh, yep. You know, and like some of the advantages, because it sounds like there's, a, there's, a, there's quite a few different ways you could probably rig this up depending on what you wanted to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to start doing videos on different ways you can set it up, different uses. Like we fished it offshore for king mackerel, and it does insanely well for king mackerel. Um, like so well that the kings try to eat the blades and destroy them. Yeah. Um, like we were using prototypes last year that were 3D printed, and they were just every two or three fish, they were breaking them. Okay. But yeah, I'll do videos on how to set it up. Um, and as people start fishing it, people are going to come out with different uses for it, which is going to be cool. I'm right. looking forward to seeing how other anglers use it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll do a bunch of videos. I've been kind of busy with work, so I haven't really got a whole lot of time to put into it yet, but I'll get there. Yeah. So have, have you had any like, uh, and when you like, uh, you put, has it been put in other anglers' hands yet? Have people been using it? Have you been getting feedback at all? Yeah. So I sent out. I picked about six guys last year, or, or I should say last spring, and I sent it out to them and got crazy good feedback from a few of them. Uh, a lot of them didn't really use it a whole lot. I wasn't asking much, but Chad Hoover was one of them. Um, Chad's been pretty hush-hush about it. Like he hasn't really shown anybody, which is what I asked him because we weren't launching it until a couple weeks ago. Right. And he loved it. He was He went through quite a few of them. He had the 3D printed prototypes, so he was breaking a couple of those. They're real fragile. Um, he was using it for smallmouth and largemouth in Tennessee with swim baits and having really good success with it. Uh, I had another guy up in Maine using it with chatter baits, catching them. And then I sent a bunch of them down to Corpus to a friend who was king fishing. And he, he told me a story. He went out one day and he caught three to one kings, three, three more on uh, the lure. And he ended up catching like 30, 30 or 35 kings that day. And he said he went through every prototype I gave him that day. He was just getting destroyed on them. Um, and then I, I trolled him for Kings. I went down to Destin and trolled him 
and did pretty good myself too. So it's, it's got a lot of applications, um, but there hasn't been a lot of use yet. So I'm, right. I'm excited. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm just curious, like, cause I like, usually think like, like when you're starting a new business or, or, or whatever, like what you're doing, like, I mean, like you've already pulled the trigger. You already said like, Hey, let's go. You know what I mean? So I, I was curious, yeah. like, you know, like what kind of feedback? Cause I mean, that, to me, that just feel like, like, I guess like the hardest part of, uh, you know, whenever you're doing like a business or starting a podcast is saying, okay, yeah. we're good to go. Everything's good to go. And then it's, it's very difficult. And it, it was hard for us to be like fully committed because to, to manufacture these, it wasn't like I could just have somebody make a hundred of them. Like right. I had to have a ton of these things made. And I've started a small business before and I kind of knew that was going to be a pro. Like, you're going to have to commit to it. And I was like, all right, you know, we, we were successful with the first one. Let's commit to this one. And if it flops, you know, I've got a lure that I like to use and yeah. a bunch of them. So um, I don't think, it, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, this is the feedback we've received through social media with no one even using it yet has been insane. Uh, I never imagined we would get that kind of response before even having any proof from other people, from other anglers. Yeah. So. But, I mean, in theory, it just looks like a really good idea. Like, cause like the moment I saw it, I'm like, Oh man, that makes sense. Cause like, as soon as I saw it, like I was thinking like, like one time last year, I don't know why this specific time I was thinking, but I was, I was in like, you know, three, four feet or five feet of water and, you know, around like some, some, you know, fallen timber and things like that. And I remember seeing like four or five fish, like close together, like, like yep. bait fish, like swimming. I'm like, that's exactly what that looks like. If I could get that in there and get in the right spot, like they're going to, they're going to tear that thing apart. Uh, it look, I mean, it just, it just, it, I don't know. It had, it had that look that like, I've, I've seen this before, but with like, you know, real life bait fish, I'm like, this looks just like that or, or could mimic that like just perfectly, you know, when, when like those bait fish kind of like bunch up together a little bit and, and they're swimming around all different types of structure. I'm like, this, this could be, this could, this could, this could be that one thing that I was, you know, that I, that I could use for some of these situations that I saw that I remember last year. Yeah. It's, it's great because it has a lot of subtle um, advantages to it that people don't really even see. Even in the videos I've posted, you can't see this. But because these blades turn, like a spinnerbait, you got a blade that just sits there and just turns yeah. constant. It's in the same spot. It never moves. It never turns. But because this whole harness turns, in addition to the blades turning, those blades actually roll over. And what that causes is a very organic, natural uh like reaction, I guess. Like it's not this constant that the fish is seeing. It's creating um, a reaction. So that fish sees, oh, there's a fish, and then now it's gone. I got to eat it. So that that bait ball, like it's turning in itself, which is pretty cool. And something else it does that a buddy of mine in Tennessee, he, I got a guide buddy in Tennessee. He was using it the other day for stripers. And he's like, you know, the biggest thing to me, I was throwing it with a swim bait for stripers. And I noticed when I was retrieving it is the, the swim bait didn't just swim steady behind it. Because of the turbulence of the blades, it creates a weight behind it. And so that swim bait kind of sways coming behind it versus just a straight, steady retrieve. Okay. So it creates a lot of little subtle advantages that I like. It's more natural movements. Well, suddenly, it's, yeah, it's going to, and it's also just going to have a different, like the, the action is going to be different. Like the, the way it moves through the water and that vibrating thing is, it's, it's probably going to be, I can't think of anything else that really does that, that, you know, with that spinning. And then having whatever lure you put in the bag, and there's like so many different kind of actions you're going to be able to get out of it, depending on yeah. what. That's that's crazy. In theory, I think this thing is awesome. I haven't used one yet, but I'm just like, oh, it's just. It seems like it's just a simple. It seems like the, the simple best idea I've, I've heard in a long time. But uh, so, have you had anything um, like like say a diving bait? Have you put it on like? Yeah. Uh, how's, that's how's, how's that's my next. 
This is okay. something I'm super excited about because I'm from Tennessee. So I grew up cranking. I love big crankbaits and I don't really have a lake close to me down here to use it on, but I do have one particular lake. It's Fayette County Lake. It's actually got a tournament coming up on it in like two weeks. Um, I took it out there and used it with a crankbait and caught them on it. So it works. It doesn't dive quite as deep. Um, I would say I get 15 feet versus like 16 feet out of this 18 feet. Um, but it still works and it still spins even in front of that crankbait. Um, huh. But I, I, I definitely caught them on Fayette County last year with that. And secret, secret, I'll be using it in two weeks on Fayette County for that tournament too. Nice. Well, now, now what, what, what are you putting on that you don't like the way it works on? Like what are some of the things that it just doesn't go well with? So the only thing that I would say is anything that doesn't have a steady retrieve. So a jerk bait or something like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it on there. I've even thought about using it with a, um, with a swimming worm, something like that. You could use it with that, but any big moving bait, it works. Okay. Now, is there uh now are there things that you're seeing? Because like once you like you put a good idea out there, like usually you're gonna get other ideas that go along with it. Because people are gonna people are gonna tell you they tried this, they tried that. Is there anything now that you've seen that you might do with it later on, as far as uh, upgrade, like like any upgrades or anything that? Because I mean, like nothing's ever good enough for us for some reason as anglers. Like it's just right. Like, no. We always gotta uh, you know change things up, beef things up, make them better, bigger favorite colors or whatever it is that we can't like just to make ourselves happy. Yeah. There's definitely some modifications and some options that I'm going to add to it. Um, that comes like when you're manufacturing something for like this one, we had to create a mold for it. And with that comes a minimum order. We were way above what we wanted to start with. We, we ended up with 10,000 of these to start with, which is way more than we wanted to, because we wanted to do a test run, but I was pretty committed. I was pretty, sure that it was going to be successful so ten thousand, we were like okay let's do it but the problem with that is it puts me out of options for a while so until we get some turnaround get some sales coming in and get the cash flow back then we'll start looking at different color blades different style blades um i may or may not have a bigger one in the works um so but there's other ideas out there for sure there's not a lot uh, it's pretty unique hyper-focused lure and I, I don't plan on getting outside of this so i kind of want to keep it what it is um and just provide options for that type of lure okay. now is there anything like like specific that you got to do like with this lure as far as like uh like the line you want to throw on it like, like i mean I don't, I don't know the weight of it or anything like that so is there anything like that's you know, like with certain with different lures, you got to have you know they want you to have certain rods or certain you know like what like are you just throwing this on anything Anything any you throw, whatever you throw your chatterbait on, just add it right to it. Actually, this, this rod right here that I was showing you is a medium. It's a medium rod. It's not even a medium heavy, and it has ten pound test on it. So okay. that just I I have no problem throwing it on that. I usually throw it on a medium heavy with my chatterbaits, but well, what's been like, what's been like the uh, your favorite place to throw it? Because like right now I'm thinking just grass. I mean, if I can get that thing in grass, it's going to be fun. It just, grass, it's so fun because, like, what it reminds me, like I said earlier, like it reminds me of like the Alabama rig. But you, like, I don't like the Alabama rig. For one, it's just big and awkward, and you just can't throw an Alabama rig. Even though like, the concept of the Alabama rig is, I like a lot, but you can't just throw it wherever you want. You know what I mean? It's it's more like to me, it's more of like an open water, uh, you know, type, uh, you know, type lure. With this, it's just like I, I can throw that anywhere I want. I can go anywhere. That's the exact reason I made it. Like yeah. I, I like the I like the Alabama rig, but like you said, it's open water. 
you'd be kind of risking it getting in shallow around timber and stuff. This you could throw anywhere. I throw it on shallow grass edges. So I'm looking at grass edges in four to five feet of water. That's where I'm throwing it. But you could reel it and have it in six inches of water, or you could put a, a crankbait on it and fish it in 20 feet of water. Yeah, so or really, like, yeah, or like, like, like a heavy chatter bait, like one of those. Uh, yeah. Three, four, or whatever. You could throw it down there in 15 feet of water, and it's still going to do exactly what it's designed to do. Oh, I want one. I want one now because my, my season hasn't started yet. But uh, in about a, in about two months, when like the ice starts to thaw, I have to go out deep. I have to go find those those fish out deep. And I'm just yep. like, I wonder. I, I could put that on one of my one of my heavy chatter baits. You know, Absolutely. like uh, whatever that the, the one the one and a half ounce that the uh, the jackhammers have. I think I think it's a one and a half or maybe it's one ounce. But uh, whatever, a heavy a heavy uh, chatter bait. And I'm like, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be badass. That's, that's, I'm gonna have to get one. Like now I'm like just geeking out over here right now. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I want to see people use it on a crankbait. That's what I want to see people do. I'm pushing I'm Craig not, down. You had Craig die on here the other day. I'm like pushing him. Like, hey man, throw it on that crankbait on Lanier. Like, come on. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, like I, I love crankbaiting. Is you know, I love the crank as well. I'm just not that great at it. But I, I don't know. That thing just seems like it's like it's like it's. I got a lot. Of, I don't even have one yet, and I, I got like a lot of ideas for it, man. Yeah, good that, job, dude. Good, good job. I think I think this is gonna I be big, man. But that's the beautiful thing about it is. It's whatever you want to make it. Uh, you can use it however you want. So I, I fully plan on at some point putting one ahead of a Carolina rig weight and throwing that out there, you know, because all you got to do is put the bead right in front of your tungsten weight, put this in front of that, and you've got a, a one-ounce weight behind it now. Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah. there's all kinds of things you can do with it. Well, cool. Like, well, what are, like, the business part of this thing, um, it's up and running now. Is this just a uh, – is it going to be in stores or anything like that? Or is it just a, you know, cut up the middleman, uh, they buy from you type thing? As of right now, it's cut out the middleman and I'm going to, I want to deal with my customers directly. That's what I like to do. That's my favorite part of the whole business is communicating with customers, seeing them use the product and getting the feedback from them. Um, I have no plans right now for it to be in a store, but if somebody approaches me, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to be actively looking for them. Um, right. Like, like I said, I had, uh, so right now, have you had like, uh, is there people that you're really like trying to get this in the hands of right now? Like, you're I mean, like, you got to go. I, mean, I imagine you have to go through like the this initial phase of where like you got to get people to buy into it before they actually start buying it. Um, so you got you got to go out there and you got to hook people up and you got to yep. make make videos, you know, do the whole uh, you know, growing a business in this time and age, which is mostly just YouTube videos and TikTok videos and, and whatever else, like. Like what, what? What are you doing with that? Because that's that's like the interesting side to me. Because that's how you know. Because marketing now is it's not what it used to be. Where it was like very like you know like you had to get in a magazine or you had to have commercials. Now it's like it's you know you just got to find like ten guys who know how to use their GoPros and that's yeah. that's marketing. So have you started reaching out to people and trying to get in like the right hands? Yeah, I've I've bet I've sent out three hundred of them for free in the last two weeks. <laughs> does that hurt? Does that hurt at all? <laughs> No, not really. Uh, I, I need. I know I need to get it in people's hands and get people to start gaining confidence in it. And once they catch a couple of fish in it, you know it's gonna it's gonna return way more sales than I gave them. So I understand. I understand that portion of it. Uh, I've I've run a small business before out of my house, so I get that. And I understand Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, all that pretty well. And I, I'm pretty comfortable running ads with those two as well. We haven't got to a full marketing scheme yet, because honestly, I don't have enough media material myself to even go that far. Um, I'm waiting. 
for this spring bike to heat up. And when that heats up, I'll start getting media rolling pretty good. And then I'll start converting that into some marketing. Yeah. It just came out. You just launched it like what, about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. We, our first sale was on December 29th. So we've been going for about three weeks. Okay. Now. Yeah. That's such yeah. an odd time. Cause most, mostly everyone's done fishing at that point. Like you got a few of the, uh, the crazies out there, but most of us aren't crazy. So, but yeah, well, it's that's, that's, that's gonna be, yeah, well, you're in Texas. I'm in upstate New York. Like you could, you know, yeah. you could die just going outside. Yeah. I'm excited though. Cause uh, come, come our spring, I like to test those out on some of the smallmouth you know, up here. Like some of the, uh, you know, on some of the finger lakes, man. I think that thing, I think it's going to work wonders for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wish I had more time to go fish these places that I know are so good, like smallmouth up north and stuff. That's what I love. I love smallmouth's my favorite. So I, I'd love to go do that. But it, it'll come. I know it's kind of an awkward time to launch it. But honestly, we were just trying to get it out as quick as we could. Um, we really thought it was going to be earlier, like more in the fall. But we were COVID, obviously, has delayed right. a lot of stuff, um, shipping and receiving that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They- yeah, definitely COVID kind of postponed a lot of things, but uh, 2021 is looking good, man. I think I think this is gonna be a good year for you. Um, yeah. yeah. Besides, besides the uh, you know the, the, the badass little lure you made, uh, anything else you see going on this year for you? Like, uh, is there anything? I know you're I know you're, you're talking about moving to a new duty assignment, but like, tournaments. Uh, what what's what's life gonna be like you for the next 12 months? Oh, I've got a couple tournaments lined up for this spring. I'm gonna try to get in. The Fayette County Lake tournament we have here, it's going to be, it's this new tournament of champions. I think it's what it's called. It's a Texas trail that they're trying to make into a bigger payout. So it's going to be bigger entry fees, bigger payout. And I'm pretty excited about that one. I think that's going to be good. And then the Lake Fork Bass Kayak Series tournament. Um, yeah. That was one of my goals last year was to qualify for the Classic. I didn't even get to go fish one of those tournaments. So I was like kind of kicking myself last year because I really wanted to fish those tournaments. I didn't get a chance to. It's pretty busy. But so those two tournaments are the only thing that I've got scheduled for tournaments this year. And then I'll be going into my move about May, May, June. Don't even know where I'm going yet. Um, looking at either South Carolina or Florida more than likely, but who knows. Um, one of those places are horrible, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who needs to go catch 10-pounders in Florida, you know? Yeah, and they're both close enough to go catch redfish. I mean, yep. So yeah, that, right. that's 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 pretty good, man. Um, is there any uh, just and we'll, we'll work this thing up soon. Um, but uh, is there anything you're gonna do for your product like over the next twelve months? Like uh, we call it, like seminars, uh, not seminars, whatever. Like when people get together, they try to sell stuff. Whatever you know, like open uh, open house. Um, yeah. Are you, are you going to do any kind of like things like that? Are you going to start traveling and really try to put this in the people's hands or are you just going to try to stay social media based only? Like, is there anything you're going to do to try to really, you know, get people interested? At, I'm looking at social media right now. Uh, I actually was looking at iCast the other day. Yeah. The problem is like, I don't know what my schedule is. I don't know what they're going to do with COVID. So I don't want to put up a lot of money and like, Oh, COVID's going to cancel it now. And I put in for leave or whatever. So that makes it pretty difficult. Um, Social media is so amazing nowadays that I could pretty much get the same benefits out of social media if I use it to my advantage. And that's my goal is to really focus on social media, putting the product in the hands of anglers, because that's going to be the biggest thing is word of mouth. Anything fishing is word of mouth. 
Right. There is no secrets in fishing anymore. So as soon as somebody catches a big one on it, it's going to, it's going to start spreading. And that's what I, I'm kind of depending on. And I have faith that this is going to produce. Um, I think people are going to catch some big fish with this. And I think they're going to have fun throwing it. Um, like the Alabama rig, it's not really fun to throw it. And it costs a lot of money. Um, a lot of these anglers can't even afford to put all it together, me being one of them. Um, I have one for tournament fishing, and I cherish that thing like it's gold, you know. Like I have right. it stored, put away every year, and I try not to lose it. But so social media, customer interaction, that's going to be the biggest thing. And I actually have a pretty big giveaway planned for social media to try to, to boost that initial um, following. That's the hardest part is getting that following up front. So I have a pretty big idea for that that should give away probably 300, 400 of these to people. Um, but I'm waiting on some marketing material to come in. So when we push that, it'll it'll be the, the greatest growth we could see. You're not you're in no hurry. Everything is pretty much just going the way. It's, like, well, it's not, it's not like you're a military guy. You're just doing the best you can with what time you yeah. have. And, yeah. you know, like it's it's tough sometimes. Uh, I don't miss those days at all. But, yeah, man, I'm excited about this. Uh, I'll definitely have to get a handful of them. Um, is there anyone you want? Because I got to wrap this up, man. I'm tired. Uh, it's, 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 it's definitely a month or a Tuesday for me. But uh, is there anyone you want to thank that's made fishing easier for you or that's helped you get this thing that's – yeah, you know, whoever this is your time to kind of just do some plugs, do some thanks. Uh, let us know where we can follow you. You know, find these products and think, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many people I could thank on here. Um, my dad's obviously the biggest one. He started my whole passion for fishing a long time ago. He taught me, like, he was always a big trophy hunter. Like, he wanted to catch the biggest striped bass. That was his goal. So he's kind of instilled that in me. To I'm always in pursuit of the one biggest one, and then. I mean, I've had sponsors in the past that have helped me out. And they, even though I'm not with them now, they still reach out to me and help me out and produce, help me produce ideas and give me advice and stuff. Like Chad Hoover with Kayak Bass Fishing has been huge. I can reach out to him anytime, and he gives me honest feedback. Um, Scottsboro Tackle, I have no affiliation with, with them, but Tim Evans, with the owner, he was huge in helping me with this. Um, Vibe Kayaks, Josh Thomas. They were amazing to me the last three years, and I kind of feel bad. Like, I, I wish I could give more to them. I just kind of don't have the time. So those are some of the big ones, um, but it goes on and on. All, the, kayak, the whole kayak fishing community is amazing. Since 2009 when I entered it, I've just been blown away with how tight we are as a group and how much we help each other. So the whole kayak fishing community is just amazing. Um, and you can follow me. I have – Two Instagrams. I have Ben Adrian Fishing, which is my private one, and then I have Cat Three Tackle on all social media platforms, pretty much. Um, and then our website's cat3tackle.com. Um, it's a pretty simple website. We'll be adding videos to it and such, but you can follow us on any of those you want. You can follow me privately or on my Cat Three page. I follow both of those personally. And this is it. This is the office right here. So if you have a question and you want to call us, you're going to be calling me, and I'm going to be glad to hear from you. So. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I was excited uh, when, when Frankie said, whenever I, whenever I saw this and I talked to Frankie uh, from Slay Nation, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, we, we probably got to get him on because eventually someone else is going to want to talk to you. And I, I like to say I was one of the earlier guys who uh, yeah. who talked to you about this. So, you know, yay for me. But uh, I th can't thank you enough, man. Uh, good luck with everything. Good luck with 2021. Uh, stay in touch. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to get some of these. So, maybe we'll, we'll do another show. We'll talk about my, my, my great opinion about them, okay? Yeah, I want to hear it. So I appreciate your time and I appreciate you having me on here. It's been, it's been fun. All right, buddy. Have a good night.